Good morning. Welcome to PCC, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We're living out God's love and we're transforming community by and through the Holy Spirit. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I got a question for Cornell to kick it off. Is it fun being that good? Right? That was beautiful. It must be. It doesn't sound fun. Anyway, I'm glad everyone's here. We're going to forego the holy fist bump and welcoming people because we got a jam-packed service. We're actually celebrating Epiphany, even though Epiphany was last night. Um, but we started Lent, we started Advent early, and we're, we're the first to show up to the party and the last to leave, right? Right? Okay, good. I'm glad somebody's awake. Uh, there's announcements. There's hand and foot coming up. There's senior options coming up. Check your orders of worship. Make sure after the service, um, go over to the Fellowship Hall. We get chili and cornbread for this blustery Sunday morning. Um, blustery, yeah. Somebody, somebody owes me a nickel. That's a nickel word, right? Um, anything else? Oh, yeah, and after the service, there is... If you want to stick around, there's extra goodies for anybody who wants to help us take down the Christmas decorations. So if you've got a free afternoon or a little bit of time, help us take down some of these trees and these ornaments. Um, I think that's enough announcing and stuff. Would you stand with me for this morning's call to worship? The lectionary psalm for today is Psalm 29, and I'm going to be reading... The first couple verses out of the King James Version. And it's titled in this King James Version, The Lord of the Thunderstorm. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of of his holiness. Let's sing of the great, uh, the great faithfulness of God.
Well, Happy New Year. I haven't seen some of you for about two weeks. Uh, and uh, I'm excited to be back with you, but I'm even more excited that we get to have Dusty with us again today. And not only is Dusty here to help uh, us join together in worship in music form, but it's also his birthday. And so that's a double celebration. So if you guys just collectively, you don't need to sing, but just like maybe collectively, just give him a happy birthday. You ready? One, two, three. Happy birthday. And Cornell will take over. Happy birthday to you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He was just doing that in Oregon response, so we don't have to sing it now. <laughs> Instead, let's sing in worship form. Here we go. Came sin, who knew no sin, that we might become his righteousness.
have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I will sing of the goodness of God Thank you, Jesus. The grace of our God overflows for us through Jesus Christ who came into the world to save sinners. Trusting in that grace, let us confess our sins. Pray with me. God of glory, you sent Jesus among us as the light of the world to reveal your love for all people. We confess that our sin and pride hide the brightness of your light. We turn away from the poor. We ignore cries for justice. We do not strive for peace. In your mercy, cleanse us of our sin and pour out the gifts of your Spirit, that forgiven and renewed, we may show forth your glory, shining in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is like rain, like showers that pour down and water the earth. And what a joy to declare that in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Stand. Marsha Millar, please come up, clerk of session, and then I would love to have Donna Patterson, Kenny Almanza, Doreen Araki, somebody else, Elaine, Elaine Fleming, and Dan Shupp, and Patty Ernest. And we'll, we'll, how about you guys stand right around here? And Marsha, would you stand over here with me and we'll look at them. Um, and we got Landon in the room and he's here to see his grandma get ordained and installed as a deacon at PCC. My wife's going to run and get you some stuff to color with. Is that a good idea? Okay, good. I'm glad you're here. No, he, he, she'll, she'll be, you stay right there and you'll get, she'll get ordained and installed and We'll be having a church time tonight. I don't know if that's not even a thing. Um, we got some people being ordained, and that's Donna and Dan, and then we have these faithful saints that are simply being installed. Um, 
but that's I, we spent the day together basically yesterday and I am so thoroughly encouraged um, we met as deacons and elders all in one room and the elders and deacons all committed to praying for themselves and this kingdom outpost our mission statement which is we worship Jesus Christ we live out God's love and we transform community by the Holy Spirit and they've been they've committed to praying that how long do you guys commit Marcia a month they're going to be praying for themselves to do that and they're going to be praying for you all um the people being installed, I have a bunch of questions for you because we break, we take this. This is a covenant relationship. This is baptism. This is marriage. This is kind of a big deal. And um, so Donna and Dan, um, I'm going to ask you some questions. First, we're going to do some renouncements. Um, trusting in the gracious mercy of God. Do you turn from the ways of sin and renounce evil and its power in the world? Please say, I do. I do. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior, trusting in his grace and love? Please say, I do. I do. Will you be Christ's faithful disciple, obeying his word and showing his love? Please say, I will with God's help. Do you trust in Jesus Christ, your Savior, acknowledge him, Lord of all and head of the church, and through him believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Please say, I do. Do you accept the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments to be, the, by the Holy Spirit, the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ and the church universal and God's word to you? Please say, I do. Do you sincerely receive and adopt the essential tenets of the Reformed faith as expressed in the confessions of our church as authentic and reliable expositions of what Scripture leads us to believe and do? And will you be instructed and led by those confessions as you lead the people of God? Please say, I do and I will. (laughs) Will you fulfill your office in obedience to Jesus Christ? Under the authority of Scripture and be continually guided by our confessions. Please say, I will with God's help. Will you be governed by our church's polity and will you be abide by its discipline? Will you be a friend among your colleagues in ministry, working with them subject to the ordering of God's word and spirit? Please say, I will with God's help. Will you in your own life seek to follow the Lord Jesus Christ? Love your neighbors and work for the reconciliation of the world. Please say, I will. will. Do you promise to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church? Please say, I do. do. Will you seek to serve the people with energy, intelligence, imagination, and with love? Please say, I will. will. Okay. Now everybody answers this. That's a lot, right? Um, I'm going to ask Kenny, because you're the elder that's being uh, installed this morning. Will you be a faithful elder 
watching over the people, providing for their worship, nurture, and service? Will you share in government and discipline, serving in governing bodies of the church, and in your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Please say, I will with God's help. And this is to all the deacons ordained and installed or installing. Do we, oh no, here it is. Will you be a faithful deacon teaching charity, urging concern, and directing the people's help to the friendless and those in need? In your ministry, will you try to show the love and justice of Jesus Christ? Christ, please say, I will. This is my favorite part of weddings. This is my favorite part of these ordination installation services. This is my favorite, one of my favorite pieces of the church. This is where we promise to stand in their corner. We promise and make a covenant with God and with them that we will listen to their leadership. We will serve them. Do we, the members of the church, accept these newly ordained and installed deacons and elders chosen by God through the voice of this congregation to lead us in the way of Jesus the Christ please say we do is that loud enough that joke always kills at weddings uh, do we agree to encourage them not yet Hold on. <laughs> Do we increase? Because <laughs> I, I just wanted to pause for a second. Do you know what encourage means? To impart courage. Do, do we agree to impart courage to them? To respect their decisions? To follow as they guide us, serving Jesus Christ, who alone is head of the church. Please say we do. Okay. We are called into the church of Jesus Christ by baptism and as marked as Christ's own by the Holy Spirit. This is our common calling to be disciples and servants of our Lord, Jesus the Christ. Within the community of the church, some are called to particular service as deacons and elders and as ministers of the word and sacrament. Ordination is Christ's gift to the church, assuring that his ministry continues among us, providing for ministries of caring and compassion in the, compassion in the world, ordering the governance of the church, and preaching the word and administering the sacraments. Representing the one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, the session of PCC now ordains Dan and Donna as to the office of deacon and installs them to active service on their respective boards. The session also installs to active service those who have been deacon or elder previously ordained as such, Doreen, Elaine, Patty, and Kenny. Would you 
Put your hands out as I pray over these newly ordained and installed deacons. Gracious God, pour out your spirit of power and truth upon the whole church, that we may be your, be for you a holy people, baptized, join you, to join you in the world, sustain this congregation in ministry, ground us in the gospel, secure our hope in, in Christ, strengthen our service to the outcast, and increase our love for one another. Show us the transforming power of your grace in our life together, that we may be servants of the gospel, offering a compelling witness in the world to the good news of Christ Jesus, our Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. You are now deacons and elders at PCC. Please give them a round of applause. And I will, we have um, certificates for the ordained. And now would you turn and face the screen as we affirm our faith by reciting the Apostles' Creed. I will be the leader, you will be the congregation, okay? I will be the one, you will be the many. Everybody follow? Perfect. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? Once again, round of applause to our newly ordained and installed deacons and elders. Please return to your seats. I'm...
Thank you, Tim. Uh, we're starting a new series, and the, the story behind the series is, um, as last year was coming to a close, there were some good friends of mine going through some difficult situations, and I was looking at planning what we're going to be preaching on during the new year, and um, I said, I need to hear a word about hope. I need to hear a word about victory. And it so happens, I looked at the lectionary text, and there's some First Corinthians lectionary texts. And so I said, yeah, that sounds about right. And I titled the sermon series, Shelter from the Storm. Amazing Bob Dylan song. Also, an amazing truth that comes through through Paul's letters to the church in Corinth. Just as background, Corinth, at the time that Paul is writing this letter, it's like Vegas on steroids. It's the wild. There was... Drunkenness, debauchery, sin of all types. In fact, there's a couple sermons that are PG-13. So um, I'll make note of that when I send them out on Friday. Just because some, some difficult conversations have to be had when the world is going awry, right? When the train is off its track... We don't hide as followers of Jesus. We actually address it. Um, Where we're studying this morning is Paul is... We're hearing one side of a phone conversation. Do you follow that? Corinth on the other line, on the other end of the line is saying resurrection from the dead is not real. And Paul is saying it's absolutely real. And as we'll read, it's more real than what you consider real. (laughs) Would you please stand with me as I read God's word this morning? First Corinthians 15, I'm going to start in verse 50. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet... For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. 
Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus the Christ. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. And please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, we thank you for these words of hope. We thank you for these words of encouragement. We thank you for these challenges. I pray that you would preach through me right here, right now. May my words fall to the ground and be quickly forgotten, and may the words that come from you and flow through me change us from the inside out like only you can. And all God's people said, don't have much time because we've got we to get to the table too. But I just want to point out a couple things. One, he's talking about the last days. He's talking about the end. He's talking about the telos. He's talking about when that trump sounds in the blink of an eye, hope rushes in. First thing we notice as we start reading What matters? That's the question to you and I as readers. What matters? And what matters is eternal things. Non-perishable things. And what are these things? They are the spiritual things. They are the unseen things. He reverses the order of what's important. Right? What's important to you right now? Well, I got to unload the dishwasher. I got to take down the Christmas tree. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. That's what's in my head. Paul is saying, no. If you want shelter from the storm, it starts with hiding in the Lord of the thunderstorm. Right? That's the psalm that we started the service with. If you want shelter from the storm, it starts with noting and believing and trusting in the truth that the unseen things, the imperishable things, are, are the stuff of life, are the things that matter. And then he quotes two prophets. He quotes Isaiah and he quotes Hosea. And he combines the two. And the Isaiah quote, let me read that to you. On this mountain, the Lord, this is Isaiah chapter 25. I'm going to read verses 6 through 8. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine. Huh? Huh? 
pointing to the table, the best of meats and the finest of wines. On this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. There will be community. That's me speaking, not Isaiah. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. Do you notice that Paul's quote, he shall swallow up all death, he is between talking about this table, the banquet table, but in the kingdom triumphant. And he's talking about that last day that John, John the Revelator quotes that same thing. Does anybody remember that? Anybody heard of Kirk Franklin? Yep. Gospel, right? Revolution. You remember that song, Revolution? It starts with Revelation, chapter 7, verses 16 and 17. They shall hunger no more, neither shall they thirst anymore. Preach, preacher! And God shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. Get ready for the revolution. If you ever get to seeing that guy live, get, go. go. <laughs> Drop whatever you're doing and go see the guy. because And God shall wipe away every tear from their eye. When he says that, it penetrates. And, and this word is... To us. Do you have anybody in your life that is going through end of life issues? Yes? Me too. This word is to them and to us as we walk them through. Death has been swallowed up. Second half of the quote. And this is the kicker. This is where I get my title for the sermon. Hosea chapter 13. Hosea writes in verse 14 of chapter 13, he says, I will deliver this people from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Where, O death, are your plagues? Where, O grave, is your destruction? Do you, know any, do you notice any different words? Paul changes the word penalty or plagues, which is decay, to the word nikos. Does that sound like anything to anybody in here? Nikos. Nike. What's Nike mean? Victory. Victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Paul in this passage is proclaiming that if you are in Jesus Christ, If you proclaim Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you are in a victory lap. 
for the rest of your days. You are victorious. Does everybody follow that? You ever seen Training Day? Remember when Denzel goes, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. Paul is proclaiming Jesus on the day of his resurrection. Stood up and said, death ain't got nothing on me. I killed death. As Isaiah puts it, I swallowed it up. I took out its sting. I took out its power. I stood face to face with death and I said, you're a sissy. And I knocked him out. That's Jason. That's not in the Bible. (laughs) But do you follow? Because if you do, that's hope. We're victorious. Next time someone asks you, how are you doing? Answer, I'm victorious. Try it on for size. Talk about shelter from the storm. It's not only shelter from the storm, it's equipping for walking around in the storm and not being destroyed. Not be taken out. And then he ends with, look at those last verses. Take this, this victorious truth and walk around with it. And you'll find out nothing will move you. You pour yourself into this identity and you receive this identity in full because you know that the Lord is watching you. And nothing you've done or are doing or going to do is in vain. How do we apply that? Resurrection real? Spiritual and eternal things are what this world is about until our victory lap comes to an end and we go into the kingdom triumphant. Be comforted, men and women of Christ. A blink of an eye, the trump will resound, hope will rush in. We are in our victory lap. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. Thank you for your words to us this morning. Thank you for the truth that in you, death has no sting. We believe, help our unbelief. And all God's people said, as we continue in worship, I'm about to call for the tithes and offerings. But before that, I have a huge praise report. Um, It was looking like we were going to end the year in the red, 
very much so in December. We sent out a letter. We sent out a call and said, please, please show up. Please be the church, church. And you screamed back at us. We are the church. And you screamed the truth. Our God isn't short on cash. Our God provides. We are ending the year in the black. And all glory and honor and praise go to God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But our deepest gratitudes as a church staff and elders and deacons go out to the brothers and sisters in Christ that stood behind the vow that we just made to these deacons and these elders. This morning's tithes, offerings, and gifts are now received with gratitude in our hearts. This is 
the power of Christ in me. From Jesus Christ, the final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. No power of hell, no seam of man can ever pluck me from his hand till he returns and calls me home. Here in the power of Christ I stand. Till he returns Here in the power of Christ I began our service today singing, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Mm. And we've now completed the Christmas season with the celebration of Epiphany, the 12th day of Christmas. The very birth of our Savior is a reflection of God's faithfulness. The word Savior explains why we have been celebrating for the past two weeks, and why we are singing of faithfulness. God sent his Son to redeem us, and we come to this table of thanksgiving with grateful hearts. We sang, All I have needed, thy hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, unto me. So with grateful, thankful hearts, 
we come to the table and we invite you to come to the table and partake of the meal that has been prepared for us. Will you pray with me? Loving God, by your power, you created all that is, making a universe out of chaos and ruling over all things in love. Throughout the ages, you called all people to love and serve you and to be a light among the nations. When we failed you, you did not fail us and sent prophets to call us back to your ways. We praise you that in the fullness of time you revealed your love by sending your Son, Jesus, to be the light of the world. Jesus Christ, our Lord, was born to dwell among us, full of grace and truth. In him we see your glory. In his death on the cross, he overcame death. Rising from the tomb, he raised us to eternal life and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. Remembering your gracious acts in Jesus Christ, we take from your creation this bread and this wine and joyfully celebrate his dying and rising as we await the day of his coming. Gracious God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon the gifts of bread and wine, that the bread we break and the cup we bless may be the communion of the body and blood of Christ. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, that we may be one with all who share this feast, united in ministry in every place. As this bread is Christ's body for us, send us out to be the body of Christ in the world. Keep us faithful in your servant until Christ comes in victory, we pray. Amen. On the night that he was betrayed, our Lord gathered with his followers. And after giving thanks to you, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Every time you partake of this, do so in memory of me. Our Lord said, all who come to me shall never go hungry. I am the bread of life. So if this is the body of Christ, take and eat. In the same way he lifted up the cup, and he says, he said, this is the cup of a new covenant. This cup is an outward symbol of an inward reality that this is my blood shed for the remission, the forgiveness of sins. 
Paul later adds the word to the church at Corinth, actually. And he says, as often as we eat this bread and we drink this cup, death has no sting. We are in a victory lap. Take, drink the cup of salvation. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. We start with praise. We start with praising you for taking out the sting of death. For giving all those found in you victory. Thank you that all we do in your name is not in vain. Thank you for the birthdays. Thank you for the birthdays of Dusty and Dorothy coming up. Thank you for the birthday of Klaus. I was... Thank you for the many members of this, your local outpost, that we get to celebrate and do ministry with and do life with for yet another year. We pause and we praise for, uh, pray for those who are hurting. Pray for those that are going through um, the rough patches or the challenging patches of life. We lift up Mike Blackwell um, as he has a second carpal tunnel surgery this week. I pray that you would ease his pain from his first one and then also may this second one be a total success we lift up Karen we lift up Buzz we lift up Keith we lift up Terry we continue to pray and praise you for Patty Dusty you are such a good God and I pray that you would more and more fill us up. That we might be sent into this world full of storm. And be a healing presence and being representatives of you, O oh Lord, of the thunderstorms. We pray all this in the powerful name of the risen Jesus the Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. Would you please put out your hands? Um, I'll, I'll give you a benediction. But don't forget, right after the service, go over there and get some chili and cornbread. And if you have a few minutes, help us take down some, some decorations. But for now, receive this. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. 
And may the peace of Christ, the peace of Christ that comes from his victory, his swallowing up of death, may that peace guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Let it be so. Amen.